<laughs> Corey Mullins, it's good to see you, mate. Thank good to see you. Glad to have you on. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming down. I know it's a bit of, a bit of a trek for you. Yeah, big five, big five streets away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, mate. Nah, uh, I thought we'd start, obviously, back to our roots of a welfare check and a recommendation this week. Um, so this week, oh, this weekend, sorry, going, um, going down to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that for? Uh, just went and saw my brother. Yeah. And then saw a few friends. Um, went and watched the footy. Yeah. Because how, how long has he been in Melbourne now? Because he was in Sydney originally when you were there. Yeah, he's been there about a year now, I'd say. A year? Mate, probably longer. Was that And was that move for work as well? Yeah, yeah. He, um, I think he had a friend down there as well. And he was kind of over Sydney a bit. I just realised I wasn't even talking into the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think we'd learn by now. Sorry, sure um, yeah, he was in Sydney. Yeah, he was in Sydney and then, yeah, he had a friend in Melbourne and got offered a job down there, so yeah, he took it up. He so loves it. Is he still in the same sort of field field of work? Yeah, still at booking. Yeah, yeah, sick. No, that's good. I, I think I've only been down to Melbourne once, but it was awesome. Like you said, you went to the G for a game and stuff as well. Yeah, Essendon versus Sydney. Yeah. I think it was 40, like 45,000 people there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But like, considering it's a G, like, it's not yeah. heaps to what Quite you get. Like, yeah, like Carlton <laughs> and Richmond, but it was yeah. so good. Yeah, that's like, sick. Um, I was on the first, like, the first level. Yeah. And I reckon it's the place to be, first level. Wait, you well, I've really been up. Like, one, top. up, up one, because when I went no, there, it was ground like, level. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was, yeah, because it was probably, oh, maybe June, um, a little while ago now, like, I think maybe a year or two ago so cold i was so glad that it was a like a packed stadium because everyone's like sort of like yeah. sitting and cuddling next to each other and stuff yeah i had to wear like a jumper and a jacket all yeah. weekend yeah and then you obviously got to catch out with some mates down there and stuff as yeah. well which probably wasn't a good idea <laughs> good idea so <laughs> oh that walks and all that you're telling me before like that yeah they're legends so it's it's pretty cool when you get that opportunity to head down and, and see your mates as well so yeah i always find it interesting i don't know why it's seen mates in like other states mm. I, don't, I don't know something about it you just like it just seems weird i don't know do you reckon it's like you feel as though you're on or you technically were on holiday even though they're there it's like it gives you that sort of holiday vibe when you yeah you're catching up with people where you didn't originally meet them or something maybe yeah i also realized that i wasn't even filming oh. look at that <laughs> <That's> <laughs> We're off to a start. this is a good start <laughs> i'm falling apart when i'm interviewing you without you <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was obviously a good weekend, but didn't finish too good. What, no. what happened there? Um, yeah, I went out Saturday night and then got home about 6.30. Yeah. And then had to check out of my hotel. I was pretty hungover, so I just I was like, I'll just go to the airport now, have a lie down, have a sleep. Um, and then, yeah, an hour before my flight, get a text saying my flight's been cancelled <laughs> and there's no other flights available. <laughs> I don't I don't think I've had to deal with a, a cancelled flight. I've had delayed flights, but mm. even then, maybe like half an hour to an hour like that. Yeah, yeah that must have stung. fully cancelled. And then I, if you've been to Melbourne Airport and Jetstar, it's like the furthest gate away mm. and it takes like 15 minutes to at least walk across. So I had to walk back to the front. And then, yeah, got there and the line for the front desk was huge. And then... Everyone, obviously, yeah. from that same flight, yeah. And then, luckily, my mum and my brother got me a flight with Virgin um, for, like, about another three hours, like, 6.40. That was, it was probably about three o'clock when I got the text to say it's cancelled. Mm. Um, 
And then, yeah, I got to the front and they were telling the other people that there was no flights available till Tuesday and this was on Sunday. And I was like, fuck, just give me my refund. <laughs> yeah. I need to get out. And then, yeah, I ended up getting home pretty late last night. It's it's a wonder. I don't know whether they do it on purpose or just it's so hard to accommodate for how many people go through an airport. But, like, the amount of times that people get delayed or have to cancel and nothing better than just to sleep on the floor. Like, mm. I, I can't see them picking on anyone for sleeping at the airport, hey? Like, no. it's not really a, a good way to get around it. Yeah, I've... I'm, I'm, I just don't know why it got cancelled. I heard um, someone was telling me he has like a mate that, um, like a pilot or something. And apparently, yeah. even if flights get delayed or something, apparently if it's past like their eight hour shift or something, they the pilots can kind of like choose to not. Oh fly. really? Yeah right. So like someone that was flying down to Melbourne and back up to the coast, they're like outside their hours of like travel. say it got delayed like an hour or two i it, wonder if it's like truck drivers and stuff though where they're actually bound by certain rules or like the yeah, amount maybe. of time flying but who knows they probably yeah. just got an autopilot just kicking back <laughs> not that mine was delayed but um yeah it's frustrating yeah yeah especially when i was so hungover yeah well leading into the recommendations other than booking a <laughs> booking a separate flight what did you have any recommendations this week or uh, i don't want to put you on the spot yeah. either being, being your episode I, I definitely do have some but um no, i don't really have one at the moment i don't think any places you went in um, melbourne that you enjoyed or anyone that hasn't been to melbourne before i'd just go to the g yeah <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty unreal and like even the walk, I don't know if you can... Yeah, I'm assuming you can get them in multiple directions, but we had to go across the bridge. And mm, yeah. It's like the whole city comes alive and just starts, like, convening yeah. on this one point. And, like, people have got footies, like, it's getting kicked around there outside of the building and stuff. And, like, coming from a rugby league background to see that, it's just, yeah, it's next level. It's so cool. Like, it was, yeah, it was crazy to see how many people down there, like, breathe footy yeah. the AFL. Yeah. Like, even when the game finished and you had to walk back across the bridge, obviously because everyone's leaving at the same time, like you just look over the bridge and it's just packed with people like sardines. Mm. So who who was playing? Uh, Essendon, Sydney. Yeah. Es- it was actually a good game. There was like a goal in it for like a half. Oh, really? Yeah, and then Essendon ended up kicking like two on one. I Is it just a going thing that a lot of people don't like them? Because I know you and Amy both said at dinner earlier, like, they yeah, hate them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly couldn't really care too much. Um, yeah. I just didn't like it because I tipped Sydney. Yeah. Um, yeah. The deal goes for Essendon. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but I think Essendon winning was good, obviously, because of Vic, Vic team. Yeah. So a lot of the crowd there was Essendon. Yeah. And then... Um, the last quarter they were kicking where I was sitting, like I was down that side of the field. Yeah. So it was pretty good to have. Like I was kind of like, oh, I was kind of happy that Essendon won because everyone was getting up and about. So yeah, yeah. Gave a good atmosphere. It's pretty wild how you get those crowd, like those same people that would go like religiously to every single game. They got the massive like pom-pom things mm. down every time <laughs> a goal gets kicked and stuff like that as well. But Your arm would ache carrying that massive one. Yeah. Like cause it's just not, swinging it. Yeah, yeah. Those those people are, yeah, they're pretty pretty crazy about it. Hey, like, and mm. AFL is just next level. Like, you see, I remember seeing one year like that they did like a slow motion pan. It's probably like an advertising um, thing for the grand final, and there was just some characters out there like face paint, like like they're going to war. And I was yeah. Like, and meanwhile, they just love footy. I wonder if they're supporters from the city, or do they get like kind of. Tri- 
get to travel with them. Because I remember... You mean like the the people that are coming to every single like game? the supporters? Like the ones that sit right behind the goals? Mm, mm. Because I remember like there was like a Carlton game up on the Gold Coast. And like they had like a full squad mm. of supporters. So I'm wondering if maybe. it's just like a... <laughs> they maybe fly a couple of people to... Help yeah, it could or be, or like, yeah, like someone that's like a life member, or yeah, yeah I don't know. Maybe there's some people out that are just retired. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the full time just support wherever the team's going. Yeah, I know some people do. What a gig! <laughs> yeah, what a gig! Eh? <laughs> yeah, flying six hours to Perth. Yeah, just to go watch. Um. Yeah. Well, obviously, our standard practice is asking what was it like growing up, where'd you go to school, that sort of thing. So give us a rundown. All right. So, um, yeah, grew up in Highland Park. Nirang, um, went to William Duncan Primary School. Um, that's where I met Dill. So Dill's me and Dill have known each other for maybe since we were four years old. Um, now live together. Um, the batch pad. The batch pad. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, played a bit of AFL all my life. Probably yep. since I was maybe four as well, um, and then had the decision to either go to Narang High School or Helensvale just because we lived near Because Highland Park, that's probably the closest for your catchment, hey? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And all my mates were pretty much going to Narang High School as well. Yep. And I couldn't make up the decision, so mum sent me to Helensvale, um, which is a good idea. <laughs> Thanks, mum. Yeah, tried out a heap of different sports. I think I started on a bit of BMX. Yep. Um, then went AFL, did a bit of touch, did a bit of rugby in primary school. Um, then, yeah, went to Helensvale. That's where I met so you. Did you did you get to Helensvale through the footy program? Yeah. Because obviously being outside the catchment, I yeah. think like a lot of uh, sorry public schools operate that if you're outside of it, you have to get in for a for a, um, a sport or a scholarship sort of base. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, so that's how, yeah, that's how we got there. Um, and then, yeah, met all you boys at Helensvale. Um, and then I, yeah, ended up going to uni, did, started with a business degree, did six months and hated it. So I deferred there and then just worked at the bakery full time. And then I was kind of stuck between doing a apprenticeship and a tra- uh, degree. Yeah. And then I up sticking with a degree. So now I do, did a commerce degree. So I work in financial planning now. Yeah. Um, then yeah, moved to Sydney for two and a bit years. Now I'm back living it, living with Dill. Yeah, <laughs> back in the promised land. Yeah, back in the motherland here. I, uh yeah, you've pretty much summed it. So we'll wrap it up there. No, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. No, I I actually love the fact that you brought up a few things. So in preparation for the episode, I <laughs> you I made it. I made a quick call to to your mum, Jackie. <laughs> Did you actually? Yeah, yeah. I called it, called her, and then I also spoke to your brother. And so you've touched on a few things there. First one being BMX. So <laughs> when you're growing up, apparently, and this is. A lot of the questions I was asking is like, all right, what what are some embarrassing stories you got for me? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, your first bike you had was actually too big that you had to get pushed around the track on. Yeah, I had to, I'm pretty sure they had to like hold me halfway up the start hill <laughs> just so I could start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I was only like three or something. Yeah, she. oh yeah, yeah she was only pretty young and like she'd kind of know after a while of like the spots that if you didn't have enough speed, because... 
because you, if you'd lean, start leaning over and you couldn't get your foot down, so she'd like run to that spot. And then... I love how you got this out of mum. <laughs> I called her up and then she's like, oh, I'm um, at work and bless her. She's like, oh, I was like, oh, are you on a break or something? She's like, nah, nah. I was like, do you need to go? And she's like, nah, nah. <laughs> I'll be right. But... She works under my auntie anyway, so. Yeah, right. Bit of, bit sorted. Lenience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So obviously, yeah, BMX was the first step. Is that? There's the big one at Ashmore, but is there anything out where you're growing up? Um, like, there's one at Narang. Yeah, but I did most of it at Ashmore. Oh, that's the one near the PCYC and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it's mainly at Ashmore. Yeah, it's a pretty like available sport as long as you got a bike and then. Like, I remember growing up, you sort of just go out and just find stuff to make a ramp and, yeah. like, pretty much a bit of timber and then just start stacking things underneath it. But yeah. I can't really remember too much of it. I, was, I stopped it pretty young. Yeah. Um, Would you get yeah. back into it? No, nah, probably, <laughs> probably not. I'd love to actually go around a track. Like, I remember me and Dill used to go occasionally. Yeah. Just get a bike and just go around. Um, but I haven't done it in a while. I reckon it'd be actually pretty fun. Yeah. See if you can clear the tabletop. <laughs> <laughs> Except the worst thing is that you got far more like weight and coming down now is probably yeah. way worse. And, yeah, you'd be and you'd sore. be the um the ego that had come into it as well, having your mates <laughs> around there and seeing who can do what. I could be fun, we should actually give it a go. Yeah, yeah. Well that'll be the uh the next video that we'll put up to us <laughs> eating or <laughs> us in the hospital afterwards. But um, continuing on from when you're growing up, apparently you were pretty pretty clumsy, like constantly falling over and stuff. And one of the one of the other stories she had was that you used to wear um, two socks on the same foot. Yeah, explain that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd stitch you up as well because I'm like, you're giving me shit for my my toe socks. So I'm yeah. like, what can we get in regards to that? Um, yeah, I used to be pretty bad. Uh, I remember once we had a, a family home in Tinkan Bay, up mm-hmm. Sunny Coast way. Um, I think I stubbed my toe seven times in a row, like, and then I'd come back, <laughs> get it like a Band-Aid or something, get a sock put on, walk straight back out, kick it again. Like, I reckon it was all within the same day. And yeah. Then, yeah. So I was pretty bad with that. Do you think that reflects on your, your like, ability to learn things? Do you think you just have to, like, keep... <laughs> keep trying. Keep doing it and eventually... Probably. It's probably where it started from. It's <laughs> probably where my second toe is bent yeah <laughs> size seven in one size size eight in the other <laughs> pretty much yeah no that's awesome it was it was funny obviously good to talk to jackie as well and then um your brother had his input of like um your preschool grade one crush so i thought this might tie nicely back into oh the, he reckons the, <laughs> he, all, all i got was a name of amber so yeah mate i can barely remember who she was <laughs> but i remember the name amber, yeah and oh no it was just it must have been some must have been something going on there. Yeah. <laughs> Just one of the baby girls one from the, back in the one day. One of the OGs. <laughs> <laughs> How does he even remember that? Fuck? I don't know. It must it must have been something pretty twice, pretty important to him. Why his head's so big. <laughs> Just soaks everything in. Yeah, smart man. <laughs> <laughs> now one of my favourite ones, and I don't know why I couldn't find it. It's been on YouTube. I know it's still. Oh. <laughs> and if if any of our uh, listeners out there can find it, well, it was the Justin Bieber baby. You boys did a performance at William Duncan, and talk me through it because I remember seeing this. I'm like, this is the best content I've ever seen. And then when I actually want to bring it back up, I couldn't find it. Uh, we put it under like the hardest name for anyone to find it, <laughs> if unless Dylan comes out with the name of it um yeah we 
me, Dylan, and two other blokes um, back in like grade six or grade seven went on the talent show at school. <laughs> and we saw this thing on YouTube and it was the, a dance to um, Justin Bieber, baby. And then, yeah, we ended up learning this dance. <laughs> it came second in the talent quest, <laughs> which is pretty filthy about. <laughs> Should have won, but... um. Yeah, fuck it. It is on YouTube if anyone wants to find it. But I'm not. I'm not saying a name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it comes. It just comes out randomly. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna put it. <laughs> put some snippets up. Surely. <laughs> no, you'll never find it. You'll never find it. <laughs> it. It's. It's actually wild. Like when I was trying to find it, how many videos? Like, there's some crazy statistic that it take like a thousand years to sift through every video on YouTube, and then even by the time you've finished watching it there'd be more so you could never really but yeah i know like trying to find that video i was like surely if i type in william duncan baby <laughs> performance or something there was just there was things coming up with like some of those words and and then the minute i threw justin bieber in there just th- like threw out my algorithm <laughs> so now my suggestions are gonna be whack yeah. so if anyone ever jumps on my phone Dangerous. <laughs> like, yeah trying to work out what it was but yeah so going past that obviously you mentioned going into to uni um and so you said you did commerce there was that planned through school because i know you're obviously doing op and that sort of thing did you mm. do you have an idea of or is it a course that made things available to you um i didn't really plan on doing it because yeah i started with the business one mm-hmm. um did a few classes there and then um yeah didn't really want to go to uni anymore mm-hmm but then I'd never got an apprenticeship. I was a bit lazy through that period. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of just like the whole finance side of things. Um, and then I started back, because I still just did first year courses, so you don't really, you don't really have too much of a major in the first year. It's kind of just all the core, core classes that you got to finish. Yeah. And then, yeah, started finishing those. I had to pick a major to do. So I was like, oh, I'll jump towards like finance and stuff. Um, which is good. I, yeah, I enjoy it. Um, and then I moved a bit more into financial planning. So not, <clears throat> it's a bit more rounded around finance rather than just like investments and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't the plan initially. Like I was going to be a sparky. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, yeah, that just never came up. Never couldn't get an apprenticeship. And then, yeah, went into finance. Yeah. I think you touched on it uh, one of the previous episodes, maybe last week, but you you kind of recommended for people just to take their time when it comes mm. to leaving school and stuff like did you want to elaborate more on that um being your own episode yeah <laughs> go for gold yeah but yeah as yeah as i said i did the first semester of uni and business and i kind of just did it because through high school like i did the op and then kind of got in but didn't really know what i was doing and i'm like well i've got like the entry into uni so i may as well just pick something mm. and that's probably where i screwed up because i just ended up hating uni because i didn't want to be there um and then i took the year off and just worked at the bakery and then i guess working at the bakery kind of made me realize i don't want to do this my whole life like i get i was getting paid good just out of school mm. but i just hated it so yeah i think taking the time to actually just do something if you don't don't know what you're going to do then just take the time off and try different things out and then you'll 
end up realizing, oh yeah, this is this. I like this a bit more than this. And would you say that that time at the bakery kind of gave you that freedom to make those decisions, though? Like you, yeah, definitely, because it gave me a bit of time just to not have to worry about you know doing all these assignments or like when I was at the bakery, I was kind of like, oh, this is pretty pathetic work. Like, mm. not that it's pathetic, but it's just really not what I wanted to do. Yeah, but it kind of made me make my mind up. Yeah, a bit bit easier rather than just being at uni doing the i could have been stuck in the business degree for the next two years and then finished it and being like i didn't want to do that mm. so yeah i think taking that time off gave me a bit of yeah clarity. It's, it's crazy how we kind of expected as kids really to make decisions that are based for the rest of your life and I, we've touched on it before in other episodes as well of how like it's it's all good to take some time off and do something like the bakery like mm. even though you know that's not what you want to do exactly if you're making some money that gives you the freedom to think about like what you want to try at least like mm. not what you necessarily want to do for the rest of your life and and even for the same thing now like hearing you talk about how you originally might have wanted to be a sparky and stuff like there's nothing and both our mums like studying and mm. that sort of thing yeah. as well like they yeah there is no like and like cap off of where you can stop learning things or yeah i think the whole the whole idea of a career is is kind of outdated in a way like a lot of people yeah. back in the day would pick a trade or pick that job and then just work it for 40 50 years and yeah that's all they do that's even like what you like you realized it pretty early where well you first of all you started like doing the dent the dental technician yeah, yeah yeah and then you went to be a chippy and then you're like well i don't think i'm gonna be a chippy for mm. the rest of my life and then you moved on like obviously similar like same industry but yeah you're just not on the tools and stuff do you think you can draw any conclusions from the bakery to your job now <laughs> no way mate i just just I out was, there making bread <laughs> i was legit making bread because <laughs> um, it wasn't like it wasn't the worst money especially for someone no. who's 17 18 or whatever like you know, they paid well like, you got like weekend rates so i was working every sunday so yep. you get you get double time i do remember yeah and you you had some like whack hours like you'd start like three some mornings or something like yeah when you'd a, i think it was on a tuesday i'd start pretty early like, yeah yeah three or four what's the actual what's the process of it? like are you do you just get it one section that you're looking after or um yeah? i was like around everywhere yeah just because my old man yeah so like I start, where did I start? So I started like in this like production area where you'd make like like bagels and stuff. Like you'd do like all the hand, like the hand stuff, whatever you call yep. it, I don't even know. And then um, I went out the back to make breadcrumbs. Um, really? Yeah. Did you I just like grab start, some bread and just crush it Which is it good because you, you could start earlier out there and yep. finish earlier. But then because I was also at uni, they were a bit more lenient to give me days off. Out yeah, there. yeah. And then I went to the distribution part. So there's pretty much just getting stuff ready to put on the truck. Like packaging. Like all, yeah, packaging yep. and all yep. that. And then I had one day where I'd be up the top mixing dough as well. So I was, did it everywhere. Is that just like, I, I I can only have a picture like a like a Willy Wonka-esque kind of, you walk in and you're up the top just mixing a big vat of dough no, and stuff. Everything's <laughs> automated. So like, you just had to get all the ingredients in and then press a few buttons and yeah, then mix it for you. Did you ever have any like stuff ups that you like that were like, what was the worst stuff up that you had? Cause obviously anytime you start a job, you, you like, mm. yeah, fun, make a few fumbles sort of thing. Um, oh, 
I feel like at the bakeries, you just have a lot of stuff up just from, like, dough and all that. Like, if the dough's, like, I don't know, put too much water in it, and then it's going to fuck it up or yeah. just too much of one ingredient in. So, like, you constantly have people, like, like you look at the dough and you're like, we can't use this. And you have to, like, chuck it out, start again. Yeah, right. Like, you'd be chucking out, like, massive bits of dough. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't think I really had too many, like, big fuck-ups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like in uh, probably the only hospitality sort of thing I've worked oh, like I was in at, at Macca's when I was like grade 11 or 12 something mm. like that and like I always remember there was like a big sign across the back and it was like don't eat the <laughs> don't eat the product or something like <laughs> along those lines but it, did you ever like sort of <laughs> you're on the assembly line and you just got to bring like the the contents of the sandwich and you just grab a couple of slices <laughs> yeah well, yeah um that happened a lot <laughs> like I remember I'd be working with the Carters, so Brad. Yeah. I'd actually worked with all three of them. Yeah. And um, they'd make the muffins. <laughs> <laughs> and then behind, you could kind of get away from, like, some cameras and stuff, and where you'd pack them would be, like, behind a wall. So then we'd both just, either one of us would just pack them. And yeah. You just, you'd have, like, some that, like, overflown. So, like, over, like um, just you've topped them up way too much. Is that where they're, like, out of the little what do they call it like a muffin holder yeah yeah, yeah. and they're, so they're like the they've top. gone too much yeah, so you yeah. just pick it out put it aside but you'd have so <laughs> many people like they'd know what you'd be packing so they'd yeah. be going on lunch and they'd come around and can i have one yeah, you <laughs> you'd, you'd be the best person in the bakery yeah um and then, yeah and i also worked on we're packaging like the fruit loaf yeah so like that'd be that was so good like it'd be like nine in the morning and it'd just been cooked and then you just yeah off the it must be so nice as well because like anyone likes the smell of like hot fresh bread and then you're like in there with it you're like oh you kind of lose you kind of lose the smell though i reckon once oh, you're yeah. in there every day yeah like true. i've driven past it um recently yep. you can notice it a lot more yeah yeah it's funny how like i remember there was a girl at school that used to work at subway when we were in grade mm. nine and um in um yeah in the oh, what i can't remember it was like d block or whatever the one in, down in the corner and it was like you'd make trade-offs like you'd, i remember people were doing like homework for someone and they'd get like subway <laughs> cookies and and the amount of sugar that's probably in those things like they're probably like a week old or something like yeah. that and still good but yeah i was just thinking about it when you're saying like people are walking past onto their um onto their lunch break and just grabbing a couple Mate, so many people used to grab it so, and cheese and bacon rolls as well oh yeah you'd just... yeah, I'd be I'd be all over that. <laughs> yeah, those those were actually a big fuck up sometimes. Really? Yeah, because they'd get like real picky on if you had too much cheese or too much really? bacon. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. more you know. <laughs> the more you know. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So obviously going from that and then into your into your role now. Well, sorry, you you're in Sydney and you're with a, um, quite a large company there. Was that a similar thing to what you're doing now? Yeah, pretty much. Um, it was more of a. Well, a different role like at, right now I pretty much just write advice mm-hmm. but when I was in Sydney I was doing more of like the implementation of advice and like speaking with clients yeah so it's kind of probably just the role below where I am now yeah um but it's good as yeah set me up pretty well like gave me a lot of knowledge just because it's like it's such a big company so they kind of had the resources to teach you a lot more yeah because I, I remember like when you were down in Sydney and would have a chat every now and then. Uh, like you said that you were like learning under some really like 
mm. uh, skillful and knowledgeable people. Yeah. So yeah, well, I was under two advisors who were pretty highly rated. Yeah. Um, one had been in the industry for like longer than what I'd been alive, mm-hmm. and the other was just super smart. Um, yeah, they taught me heaps, which was good. Um, but it kind of gave me a bit different knowledge around like management and stuff. Yeah. Because you do all these development meetings with all your bosses and they didn't care if you didn't want to be an advisor. They'd just be like, what do you want to do? And then whatever you want to do, they'd kind of set you up with the tasks that you do each day to push you towards it a bit more. Yeah. Like as I was doing, I was kind of looking at the management side more of the industry. Um, so like they'd have me doing like projects where we'd have to like speak with other people from like around the country and you'd have yeah. to do like presentations and like learn something first so you can explain it to others and new processes and stuff so it's pretty cool yeah do you enjoy teaching people like and, and being in that sort of supervising role of like where you're where you're in charge of someone else's um, mm. work as well yeah I like that I like the I like trying to be strategic and even even just trying to like yeah work with others as well I kind of yeah. I like the whole aspect um which I think that was really good, yeah, when I was in Sydney because we had a big team, so. What's something that you find is tricky? Because obviously working in teams in like a work environment can be tough sometimes because you're, you're all usually have the same goal in mind, but people just have different strategies of doing stuff. Is there something that you run into often or like have you found that you think a different way to certain people? How do you get around that? Um, yeah, I think with this industry, it's kind of, it's pretty easy to be on the same page with a lot of people. Um, but often it's usually just a bit of trial and error, I reckon, if you've got two different ways of going about something. Like, obviously, there's only so far you can go trial and error with. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I find that usually if... Yeah, usually you can come up the same page with people. I've never really had too many issues with it. Yeah. And then usually... Usually you... Depends who you're working with, but if it's, yeah say an advisor you'd lean to more more towards where the advisor's coming from just because of the experience and knowledge and obviously being an advisor it's all under their name whatever happens yeah yeah it's i guess falls just, back on them yeah and i guess you just got to pick up why they've chosen that rather than just doing it and being like all right that's just what they said like try and understand the why behind what they've done yeah um so yeah i haven't really had too many issues there and coming from Sydney to where you are now, like a separate company, I remember you mentioning something about you were able to actually help implement their new system because you'd already used it. Is that do you mm-hmm. find a lot of these um, financial advising companies utilize the same software and, and that sort of thing? Or yeah, so there's pretty much one big software that a lot of people use for financial planning. Um, but where I used to work, because because there's a bigger company that kind of had their own team and a bit more funds to put behind like building up the software mm. like there wasn't their software but you can kind of pay for different subscriptions and yeah get better and where i used to work it was just so automated like you'd close off one task and it open another task because like it's just a process so whereas now it's kind of like just manually so you'd close off one task and then you'd have to like go set your own task up and well like, it's been good trying to help a smaller firm implement it mm. like bring a bit of value 
initially. Yeah, it is. It's nice to, especially in a, in a new position, but it's it's always good to have that, like you said, the value that you can bring to a team. Hey, like, mm. yeah, it, it's so important as well. Obviously, for people to see you with that in a new role, but yeah, to have that feeling and it, and it boosts your confidence in a way as well. But yeah, it has been good because yeah, my boss understood before I started and he's like, yeah, whatever, whatever you know, like let me know and we can work it put it all together yeah so um, it's been fun it's like i've been trying to like learn a bit of coding on it as well oh really like because you can like it's like this software you can kind of put through a word document and when you first initially have the word document it's just all this coding mm. and then you go into like a client put it through and it'll just spit out like whatever you need so like it's kind of interesting trying to pick out the codes that you need put into a word document and then like watch it pull out yeah um but like it's pretty hard all i've got at the moment is like name address <laughs> nothing, nothing yeah too major i know i've i had a look when i first started hearing about like crypto and just it sent me on like so many tangents and i like mm. started trying to research like javascript and just the basics of coding and stuff i'm like man if you if you're not willing to put like invest a decent amount of time in it's so hard to just get your head around like yeah, it's like learning a new language, but mm. on another level, really. I tried that once, learning like proper coding. I did like one of the LinkedIn courses. Yeah. And like, that is so tough. Like, really? You just, you think you have it and then it's like error and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, where have I gone wrong? Does it show you on those courses where you've gone wrong? Like, does it give you, is it good to practice with? Like, is it a good Yeah, it setup? is good. It's just, yeah, as you said, if you want, you have to put the time into actually learning it because mm. if you just could i that's why i have a few issues with i just kind of skim over it try it out and then just yeah get error and you'd have to go back and rewatch it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it could be i don't know if it's worth doing unless you're gonna actually work in that kind of industry or the thing that appeals to me with it is like just the ability to work from wherever you wanted to if you got a if you got a internet connection and a laptop or whatever and but it's almost like I don't even know enough about it to know what jobs you could get from, yeah. like if you know, right, a bit yeah. of web design or, or something like that. Like when someone's like, oh, yeah, I like code for a job, I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. So what, so what do you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, I have no idea. I think you've always seen, though, like you, you're always looking at ways to increase like your, I don't know, just your general knowledge, but even with like LinkedIn, like and for anyone that's not familiar with linkedin did you want to explain like what it is yeah it's um it's kind of like a what would you call it a social like a social media platform i don't even know yeah but it's where yeah you just your your profile is pretty much your career or your interests and stuff it's more of building into like other jobs or making connections with other people Mm. Um, it's kind of like a Facebook, really. You can make statuses and stuff, but it's more career-driven. Um, I think you can get you can apply for jobs on it now as well. Yeah, right. Um, but they've got like a LinkedIn Learn, or I think it's called, where yeah, you, people put up all these courses and stuff, and you can actually. So do they get, like? Did you have to pay directly for that, or? Yeah, you have to pay, like, it's like a monthly subscription. Yeah. Uh, I think I just did the 30 day free one. <laughs> yeah. It's it's amazing how things change. Like I know um our principal when we were leaving school he he said something that always resonated with me. He's like uh, it's like 80% of the jobs 
in the next 10 years haven't even been made yet mm. and who, like it probably wrong statistic there <laughs> clearly yeah. i was listening but no yeah i remember him saying that yeah. yeah and and you see it sort of happening now like jobs are popping out or just even fields of of jobs um are, are coming about and like you just yeah you have no idea even what it involves but then if you really look at something and break it down like how many um parts are involved and even with like mm-hmm. um at the bread factory like it's or the bakery is like yes you guys are, are working in the factory and that sort of thing but then you've got like distribution team you've probably got like a social media team mm. these days and that sort of thing as well like it's kind of like the limit uh, the possibilities are endless sort of thing yeah but then you kind of think how many jobs are going to be like automated as mm. other jobs come out mm. like because yeah like you'd say in a few years there's going to be a lot of jobs that are missing because like a computer can do it yeah um but I'm sure yeah, there's a lot more jobs probably coming out at a faster rate than what jobs would be getting killed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you have an idea of where you'd like to go one day? Like, Because obviously a lot of people always start somewhere and want to either have their own firm and that sort of thing as well. Like, Do you, do you mm-hmm. have ideas around that or is it? Um, oh, yeah, no massive ideas at the moment. Yeah. Because I still got to spend a bit more time trying to be an advisor first because you've got to do a uh, provisional year. Mm-hmm. And you go do like an ethics exam and stuff. So I still got to do that. So it's still going to be another year and a half, two so years. So what, what's the ethics exam? Um, they've come out with this new, yeah, ethics exam because all these advisors are getting done for like taking more money than what they needed to yeah. for fees. Um, I think one bloke fucking took like seven mil or something. Like really? Something shocking. From from multiple clients. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. Um. And then, like, people... Because you get commissions of insurance when you do that. Um, like, you could recommend the most expensive insurance mm. just because you'll get the biggest commission out of it. Do, do they have to provide, like, if they get any kickbacks from a company and stuff like that? Um, yeah, everything's pretty much noted down now. Like, it's so compliant Yeah. these days because the Royal Hang Commission came through and, yeah, just fucking went nuts on the so industry. So, that, that's... A, that's- practically like stopping someone from getting money like or, or making a recommendation based on what they'll receive back yeah for it. pretty yeah. much and like you have to these days you have to file note everything you say to people like clients like your emails they have to be able to see if you had a phone call you have to put down what the phone call was about like, is it recorded at all or is it no nah, yeah, like it's not recorded just, just yeah notes pretty much yeah um so yeah it's pretty it's super compliant now mm. and is it a matter as well of like kind of covering your ass for if something happened and then they chase you up about it yeah pretty much pretty much how it goes i remember we had yeah one issue like with the old business just where like something went wrong over the phone but because we didn't record it you kind of had to it kind of went under like the client's word Mm. so it was like a reimbursement there yeah right um so like yeah it's a bit yeah it's just super compliant now yeah Mm. Yeah, so you, you obviously mentioned before as well sport with uh, BMX. <laughs> but then coming into footy um, and growing up and then playing through school where we obviously met and now playing at lab. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you, like, cause you, did you have a year off in between? Yeah, when yeah. I first moved to Sydney, I yeah, had a year off. Yeah, and then because you, you sort of got back into it though because you started missing it. Is it, I, yeah. I noticed like, it seems like such a trend among people that have grown up playing sport. Once they stop, they they usually come back for a little mm. bit at least. And like, do you like? 
where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself continuing to play and that sort of thing up until when you can or? Yeah, probably. It's more of, I think it's more of now like a social yep. thing. So that's why, yeah, I took a year off in Sydney and then probably a dumb idea because I just moved to Sydney and then was still, like couldn't make heaps of friends because I wasn't playing any sport. Mm. And, then, and it was COVID and stuff as well. Yeah. Like. And then Rory was playing at that time and I was living with him. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, I'll go down for a kick. And then, yeah, just made like a few good friends from footy. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, came back here. And, yeah, it's just more of a social thing. I don't really – I'm not really bothered on, you know, how good it goes anymore. Like, mm. Obviously, you want to play good footy and you want to, your team to play good footy, but a lot of it's just, yeah, hang out with people. And Did you start out when side. you were younger about – looking at it as like a, a career path like wanting to play afl and stuff because you were mm. you were playing like rep footy for like queensland and stuff mm. as well like you're back in your day <laughs> <laughs> how good's peaking when you're 15 <laughs> um yeah i back then it was yeah but then i think when i got towards like 17 18 we're finishing school and stuff i just couldn't really see it going anywhere yeah um and that's when i went that's when i went back to lab as well for like start playing the reserves there and all yep. that when i was like 18 and then yeah, I kind of just fell out. Not love, but just, yeah, um, it wasn't a career choice. I don't yeah. think it ever really would have been a career choice, like, because um, you've got to be pretty dedicated. And and around that point in your life, like, there's so many new variables come in as well. And, and then if you're playing rep footy on top of your club footy, like, you're probably, what, training four or five times mm. a week as well. Like, mm. I know even now, like, it gets busy and I only we train once a week and play on a Friday night. Like it's it's pretty cruisy as far as like club sport goes, but mm. yeah, it can take a lot of time. And then you you makes you so appreciative when you reflect on it of your parents and how much effort they've made, like driving to games and mm. trainings and stuff like that. It's pretty pretty cool. Like I remember when I was yeah, I just finished Sons Academy, and then if you don't really go anywhere, they want you to play like Neefel and mm-hmm. that back then. And like I was, I just moved back to lab as well, so I was trying to play footy there. But then like you wouldn't get called out for either t- like Labrador on a Thursday night, and you'd be like, "Oh, what the fuck!" And then mm. like, oh yeah, you meant to be playing like Neefel this weekend. Oh really? Yeah, and then they'd call you like Thursday night and be like, "Can you come to Metricon tomorrow for a captain's run?" Yeah. I was like, no, I gotta, I gotta work. Like, yeah. yeah. And so, so I played like how, one. How's the Neifel how's the Suns Academy thing work? Is it a is it a group of guys that are consistently training and then they can get grabbed from for the teams and stuff? What's yeah, so you start, I think you can start when you're like 12. I think I went into it when I was maybe like 15 or something. Yeah. Um, and then you train, I think when you get to like the last year, so when you're like 17, 18, you, you train me like three or four times a week mm-hmm. and then you play academy games against like other academies and stuff. And then I think now they get put into like an allies team, which is all of Queensland, Tassie, New South Wales, and NT. Mm-hmm. And then you versus the other states. Um, and then because you're an academy, sons get priority pick on you. you right. Know? Yep. So because I think that's maybe why it started because sons are so new and GWS, because you got GWS Academy as well. Up here? Oh, down, down oh, in yeah. Sydney. And then yep. you got Sydney Academy in Brisbane. Yeah, right. So they all get priority picks on their academy players. So that's why you see a lot of blokes from the Gold Coast go to the Suns. Yeah. Because they're all academy boys. Um, but I think it's... I'm not really sure what it's like now. 
So can, can you get into the AFL without going through combine and getting drafted and stuff? Like, could you be playing at a club level and playing good footy and then someone sees you and like, oh, you come play? Um, you can be like mature age or you can get mid-season. They do a mid-season draft, I think, now. Right. Um, honestly, I'm learning that I'm learning that much into footy <laughs> like anymore. Um, but yeah, you have mid-season draft where you can get players picked up midway through the year. Yeah. Um, then you get mature age, but you have to sign. I think you have to sign a certain contract. Yeah, so right. you can't just go play for like Southport and then they're like, and then an AFL team like, oh, you having good games, come play for us. Like you actually have to be on a contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's strange how the games like adapt and you sort of what seemed like such a solid sort of thing and you're like oh yeah it's just afl it doesn't change and then mm. like these new rules are getting implemented like when i was playing the other week i moved off the mark like i, oh, I no. like <laughs> i jumped and like clapped and like just and um and then i got like a 50 blown on me and he's he's i was like what's that for? like i'm i'm struggling to know the rules at the yeah. best of times and yeah they're going and changing the rules on me <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's changed heaps over the last few years yeah like but um i don't i don't know some people like the mark rule some people don't What's the reason? Do you know what the reasoning for it is? I think it's just to maybe open it up, open up the game a bit more. Right. Because they they implemented that one where you have to have six six in each segment. Yeah. And I think that was to open it up because it could be a close game and then everyone just floods back. Mm. So it's hard to kick a goal to win. Yeah. So now if it kind of opens up, like you can have that bit more opportunity. Yeah. Right. Is that is that during is that just when it's a ball up at the start though or is yeah. that yeah okay yeah. i was like i've been <laughs> running into the for like forward pockets and stuff yeah, <laughs> Gonna yeah get no, it's, for it. it's yeah just for the center bounce yeah so obviously growing up playing sport and it keeps you around so many friends and that sort of thing as well do you find uh like to be having those off seasons and stuff where do you find your social interaction outside of your like normal friend group and stuff um because you obviously got a lot of mates at work now and stuff as well yeah it's probably it's probably really mutual friends from footy (laughs) yeah i reckon majority of people i know are all footy but then you kind of yeah build off of those friends like we have we have a pretty big group i think Mm. and then you always see people coming in and out like like we're not really out most of the people that we meet out like meet from other friends usually stick around so that's probably just where yeah from people from footy really yeah which is funny like it's kind of i can't really pick too many people that are actually outside of footy apart from that you, work. that you know i hang out with yeah. and that sort of thing as well yeah 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 i know it's so important for so many people even for myself like having that just the exercise to sort of keep your head screwed on and stuff because like like works great good to earn some money and all that sort of stuff as well but at the end of the day if you're doing too much of the one thing like and and i know when i was speaking to you when i think it was during lockdown and you're you're actually working up here i think Mm. but you're still technically living in sydney sort of thing Mm. um, or employed down there sorry and like how is that because working from home i haven't really on the odd days i do it but like what's it like spending that much time by yourself like were you getting over it by the end yeah i hated it by yep. the end i just the novelty wears off pretty quickly yeah just because you kind of if you find the hard it hard to separate home and work mm. like i remember when we were in sydney because all three of us were working from home when we were in sydney and it was kind of just like 
you wake up, not my desk was in my room, so you'd wake up, open your laptop, like work. Like mm. you wouldn't even, you'd barely even get changed half the time. You'd just be stuck in your pajamas or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then when I had the chance to go back in the office, I'd go in. Yeah. Um, but like not many people would. So it's kind of hard to get that interaction with people. And there's only so much you can call somebody and speak to somebody online. Like you, I know I feel like it's not saying that can be sustained mm. for that long. Unless, like with financial planning, you kind of need to interact with other people just because yeah. it's a big like um, relationship-based industry. Yeah, yeah. Um, See, so yeah, I, I hated it by the end. <laughs> Mm. Did you did you find that it was like affecting you at all in regards to like just your overall happiness and that sort of thing or like what? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think just that interaction again. It must be tough as well because I know like even on days, like I enjoy getting to drive some distance to work because it's like mm. it kind of reset. Like, sorry, it gets to give you the time to set yourself for the day, sort of thing. But like you said, if you're offices in your room you're kind of constantly at work that's how i'd, I'd imagine that it feels yeah you'd end up working a lot longer than what you had to because you'd be thinking about saying you'd be like, like you might be at night and you got thinking about saying so then you'd kind of get up open your laptop like get it sorted or note it down then you'd find yourself pick up something else and mm. i remember at the start like i was yeah i'd be working like late and then my boss was like no you don't <laughs> just log off just take the night off just Finish it when you need to and then don't worry about it till tomorrow. Mm, mm. Um, but then, yeah, I had, like, other people I was working with who were just working late nights. Yeah, right. You get emails from people at, like, 10 o'clock at night. And really? Stuff, like. Just trying to get stuff done or because they, they, yeah. they just had the time available? Probably just because they had the time available. Yeah. Because you don't really see it too much when you get back in the office. Yeah. Yeah, it's important, though. Like, and I know I've noticed you um, over the last few years just being aware of that just almost like they're checking in on yourself as well of like where you're at and that sort of thing but like for yourself where did that sort of um stem from and like where did that start because i know even you uh great in checking on in all our mates and that sort of mm. thing and like you said starting this podcast is like i guess having that awareness of your mental health where that sort of start for you yeah so yeah if you, i think i don't know when this episode will come out after brock um but yeah a few years ago i lost my old man to mental health mm-hmm. issues um which i was probably pretty oblivious to back then um and he yeah my old man kind of battled with it for most of my life but then thought he came pretty good but obviously yeah he kind of made a few changes in his life to i think what he wanted to do but it just didn't really turn out the way he wanted it to mm. um but yeah i think just because i was so oblivious back then and then obviously i'd yeah, gone through it all kind of made me realize like like it is it is a real thing because i I feel like when you're a bit younger you're kind of like like just get over it Mm. if you get me um so then yeah last few years kind of made me realize a lot that it is a real thing and yeah you need to actually really look after yourself first and then check in on other people as well because it's it's not hard to check in on the people i find Mm. even just a simple like just simple text to somebody or quick five minute chat on the phone or yeah i love the the welfare check has um been your idea on this podcast from the start and like i've had so many people be like man that's awesome just even even it's such a catchy little phrase Mm. of like a welfare check and like now you see it sort of bouncing around between some of our friends and that and 
yeah, it, it's cool to see something that it all, all it took was the spark of you starting something and then to see where it goes and, and for people to, they might be having a, an average day and how you can just change that by a message. Mm, but yeah. yeah. What, what did you find? Because um, I know like your, well, your, your actually quote um, that's on your phone and, and that's like a big thing for you. So what, how did that come about as well? Yeah, so that's uh, enjoy the little things. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just found that um, I was just going through the motions a lot. And then especially when I was working from home and yeah, everything, it was just like days were just all built into one. Um, and then obviously being in lockdown and stuff, there was nothing really to look forward to. Like I couldn't, when I was in Sydney for like the last two months that I was there, I was in lock, like full strict lockdown. Mm. Um, so like, yeah, I think there was nothing that you could look forward to. So it wasn't like, oh, can't wait till on the weekend you get to go, go here or go there. Like I just spent two months of just at home, walk to the park, come home. Like that was mm. it. So I just found that if I could really just start enjoying little things through my day, then you'd become a lot more appreciative and you could have those small memories rather than hoping for the next big thing to come through. Because, mm. yeah, obviously back then you couldn't really see the next big thing coming. Um, that's probably why I moved back as well because kind of got to a stage where I'm, like, I'm yeah, just done with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, which you can understand with COVID, like, obviously all the suicide rates and stuff going up, like you could kind of understand that when you're stuck in, inside, like I don't know, being like in Melbourne, just being stuck inside for that long. So mm. you, yeah, I just found that you had to really just appreciate small things that you get through your day. But yeah. Do you have any recommendations for um, people that are either going through it or unfortunately might have to go through it in the future of losing someone? Like, what, what did you find benefited you the most? Um, probably just your, your support groups, really. Um, yeah, obviously it's a bit hard because I was in Sydney at the time. I just moved to Sydney as well. But luckily I had, like, my brother down there, mm. um, which helped out a lot. But I think just opening up about it. So I spent, I spent a lot of time not opening up about it. And I probably only just started doing it recently, mm. um, which kind of, like, shows that I didn't really process it too well. I was going to say, is that, is that something to do with the fact that you're, or you're just not ready to like, um, explain it to other people or? Yeah, I think so. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what it was that kind of stopped me from doing it. I just think it kind of gets like, obviously you don't open up about too much just because you kind of get over it. Like, Mm. like, yeah, you just kind of get over trying to explain it all. Um, but then you just got to realize that people are, there to listen to you and kind of help you i think i just spent a lot of time being like you don't know what i'm going through so why should i listen to what you have to say yeah um which i probably only just realized like recently that i was doing that a lot um so yeah i just think opening up what like open up to the people you want to open up to but just i think have the have the idea of actually listening to people because Sure, they might not know what you're going through, but they're there to actually help you yeah, and make sure that you're all right. Yeah. And having some time now um, to process it, do you find like, obviously the cliches always get thrown out and like it gets easier over time, that sort of thing. Do you think that's true or is it just like that you you get more uh, more skills to deal, to deal with how you feel about it? Yeah, like time does 
it does help a little bit, obviously, because, yeah, you'll kind of just get there. But I think it's maybe because you're building the skills to deal with it. Mm. Um, like Obviously, you still like I still miss him and stuff. And it still makes me pretty upset. But, like, I've got the skill set now to kind of deal with it a bit more. Yeah. And do, do you have any thoughts in regards to people, not necessarily the person that's lost someone, but someone looking to provide help? Like, do you have any recommendations in regards to that? Like, um, like someone in my position for you? Yeah, probably just um, just be the ears for them as well. Um, you don't really have to say too much, but just like showing up or like being there when they actually need you. Like, because some days are probably going to be harder than others and then they might need you one day. Um, but I think just showing up and actually being there, being present for mm. them, like rather than you might just send out one message and it might be like, yeah, that's like I've done my job, but there might be say like a month, a month later where it's kind of maybe hidden and they're having like a bad week or something. Mm. Um, so I think like it, a consistency. Yeah. Just, just consistency yeah. of it. And just showing up. Mm. Yeah. No, I rate that. It's, it's so helpful to hear obviously um, for our relationship as well, just to build upon that. Cause it's not something that just goes away overnight and you're, mm. you're sorted by it. But yeah, it's, it affects so many people through the line to do different degrees and like to be able to, yeah, to be able to know like and have better skills, um, hopefully not to have to help anyone in, in our life and that sort of thing. But mm. yeah, down the track, if someone does get to that point as well. So yeah, like yeah. it's always going to change. I don't think there's a right, always a right way because obviously people are going to deal with stuff a lot different. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think if you can get a, good foundation on helping somebody i don't think it's going to differ too much do you think the awareness is growing because i think we probably touched on the the previous episode that will be coming out but Mm -hmm. um it's like it seems like it's way more prominent now of like people being aware of it and sharing the message and that sort of thing but like what what factors do you think can actually help in in creating stronger mental health um I'm not really sure. It has. I feel like it has come out a lot recently. Like that's okay to speak and stuff, um, which is so good to see. Um, I'm not sure. I just think maybe just because there's like the whole suicide rate just so high mm. that obviously a lot of people are going through similar stories. Um, so I think it was just a matter of time before people kind of got together about it. Obviously, it's probably nowhere. It's nowhere near where it should be. But at least it's yeah, it's going in the right direction now. Hundred mm, percent. Mm. Yeah, cool. Well, as always, <laughs> final two questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite failure that you have that you've benefited from in the future or currently? Yeah, um, mine would be probably when I first started uni, um, failed like one or two classes. Mm-hmm. And I think is because I came out of school thinking I was just top shit like like finished high school got all my mates just went to you didn't even go to uni like barely showed up still didn't even didn't even like work as much as i could if i wasn't going to show up to uni and stuff um and then yeah ended up failing a couple of classes and i think it kind of set me straight it was like you know actually have to prepare now like you you're in the real world um like you got work you're gonna have to juggle a few things i think it just set me straight from and kind of brought me down a bit um from thinking i was top shit yeah 
um, something that kind of helped with yeah, just all my preparation for things that I need to do and just management. Um, so yeah, be it. Yeah, I know you're very good when it comes to like your Google Docs and you're planning ahead of time and just and mm. just <laughs> even notating things into calendars and stuff. And it's yeah, it's so good because like I, I I don't know. I always felt like I was a pretty structured person, but I never. I think putting pen to paper or, or even just telling someone about something and keeping yourself accountable as well is mm. good but yeah no it's good definitely um and then obviously <laughs> if you had a billboard what would it have on it i'd still have to stick with my <laughs> enjoy yeah. little things just because it had yeah such a big impact yeah um just when i was going through covid and like old man passing away and stuff um yeah, I'd still have to say enjoy the little things yeah yeah. you just have to adjust what fonts and stuff you're on it's yeah pretty time. much <laughs> have to keep going on Pinterest yeah no I love that I, I yeah it, seeing certain things like that like every time I've seen your phone pop up and it it's good to just reflect on for yourself and that's why it's so nice with this podcast of hearing what everyone has to say and mm. um, whether it's something specific to them or not it's you can definitely pull something from it and learn from it as well so yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, before we finish out i did have one more from your mum. <laughs> oh, no. uh, she just wanted to mention to everyone that um you are you are a very good boy and you come over for dinner once a week <laughs> but you do bring a full load of washing to get done <laughs> don't put it uh, i already get the shit at work <laughs> well i'll just find it easy because she's got a dryer yeah but i i yeah, I take a full, I take a full week load of washing <laughs> the mum, and I also don't do it either. I just I rock up, put it down, and she washes it. She's a queen. Yeah, <laughs> what a woman. What right. a woman. We'll finish on that note, but yeah, I appreciate you sharing. I love you. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Next episode, let's go. Yeah. <laughs>